Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Mav, mm. on this terrific Tuesday. Yes, it is. And you know, our Do Not Fear <coughs> scripture for the day comes out of Exodus 14, 13. 14, 13, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Hallelujah. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Glory to God. I mean, glory to God in the highest. That is good stuff. On today's program, mm -mm. we're going to discuss seven things God told us about more money. All right. I like more money. More money. Mm. Now, we're not trying to be prophetic, presumptuous, or provocative, but there are times in our lives when we need more money. Yes. God showed us seven principles we can follow when we are praying for money. These principles are good guidelines in which to check our motives and actions. God wants us blessed. There's no question about that. God wants us prosperous. That's what the Word says. God's best for His children never includes anyone living in the bondage of debt and the agony of lack. And that anyone includes you, me, us. Hallelujah. Our greatest desire should be for His wisdom, <clears throat> grace, salvation, presence, peace, joy, and righteousness. That being said, there are times, though, we just simply need more money. Hebrews 14.6. Four, sorry, 4.6. Four, 4.16, four, which actually is one of my, it's really a great scripture. Go for start it, off, I start off every day with Hebrews 4.16. It says, Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I'm going to read it from the Classic Amplified Translation, too. Listen, you have to, I like doing this first thing in the morning because it really helps you to know that we can do what is being said in the scripture. Yep. Let us come then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, <coughs> excuse me, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. Just when we need it. That's it. So Can somebody say hallelujah to that? And we have to realize that it's nothing, you know, sometimes the enemy will just bombard you and just go, well, you know you're not worthy. And I'm going, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I just agree with them. I go, you're right. I'm not. I am not a perfect person, and I never will be. But the Lord yes. is so merciful yes, he and is. so kind. So when the enemy, and I'm telling you, I know everyone listening to my voice has had the enemy come and whisper in their ear, well, you know, what are you asking God for? Why do you think you could come boldly before the throne? Because Lord Jesus washed you in the blood of he, that he paid on Calvary, and you should not take that lightly. He did that so you could come boldly before and more, the throne. And more importantly, he said it. Exactly. The he point is, it. too, I mean, think about this now. Think about it. You know, he provided a way for you. He provided a way. You, when you have children, if you've ever had children, you know that they're not perfect children. But you don't love them any less. 
And you're not going to say, well, just because of this or just because of that. No, you take care and provide and love your children. Well, God loves us as imperfect as we are. So So here are seven things. That's it. That he told us about bringing more money into our lives. Number one, there can be no conscious sin in our hearts or our heads. Psalm 66, 18, 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Can I just throw in another one? And because this is what the enemy does. He'll go, well, you know you've been wrong. Listen, if you've been wrong, and we all are wrong, the enemy will just make it across the board very generic. But if you are convicted of something by the Holy Spirit, he will specifically bring that up. And then you pray about it. You ask forgiveness for it. And you walk in God's, you know, forgiveness of having done whatever it is that you've done. But the enemy will just use just generic stuff like, hey, you've been bad. Well, how have I been bad? That's it. I mean, there, there is just, there is, mm. anyway, go ahead and preach it on, baby. <laughs> I am on my, You're fired this, up. I'm fired up this morning. You know, that scripture we just read, Psalm 66, 18, says that the regard iniquity. That means considering it yes. or holding it close. Right. The Message Bible translation of Psalm 66, 18 puts it this way. If I had been cozy with evil, the Lord will never have listened. If you've asked for forgiveness for wrongdoing, that's right. don't let the devil that's right. beat you up over it. God forgives and forgets. It's the devil that's right. who likes to remind you of your past. Now hear this. But equally important, don't you be reminded. Come on now. Okay. Don't you... I remind yourself That's right. about the sins from your past. That's it. I'm telling you. Number two, realize that God is with you 24-7. Psalm 139. Psalm 139 verses 3 and 4 in the New Living Translation says, You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You know, a couple days ago, you know, God always answers when we call. Mm-hmm. No busy signals. That's right. No answering machine. No voicemail. No pager number. No, can I call you back? I'm on another call. Response. Just his private line. And he's ready to listen and help. And he drove this home again That's to right. us just a few days ago. That's it. Number three, plan your days to fulfill his calling upon your life. <laughs> Don't ignore it. Psalm 19.2, says, Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. Let me read that from the contemporary English version of Psalm 19, verse 2. It says, Each day informs the following day. Each night announces the next day. Before we go to sleep at night, we need to go over the things that everything that God has done has blessed us that day. And then write out, by the help of the Holy Spirit, what we need and what he's putting in our hearts to accomplish the next day. So that our priority list, that's right, is ready. (laughs) Harold's looking at his priority list here (laughs) for today that was made out last night. That's it. That's right. So you just make specific the things you got to do, the timeline, priority, and when you get up in the morning, 
praise his name, do your read your Bible, do what it says, and, get, and get about your business. Number four, live a righteous life. Psalm 24, verses 3 and 4. 24, 3 and 4. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul into, into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. New Living Translation, 1 Peter 1.15. 1 Peter 1.15 says, But you must be holy in everything you do. How do you know what to do? It's simple. Really. You do what the Word says. A righteous life is a continual search for God's presence mm. and the revelation of His Word. When you want His Word in His presence more than anything else, then you're getting closer to a righteous life. That's right. Get in the Bible and he'll show you something that'll stick with you. Number five, follow his instructions for living your daily life. Psalm 15 verses one through five in the classic Amplified says this, Lord, who shall dwell in your temple? Who shall dwell, who shall dwell temporarily in your tabernacle? Who shall dwell permanently on your holy hill? He who walks and lives uprightly and blamelessly, who works righteousness and justice and speaks and thinks the truth in his heart. He who does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his friend, nor takes up reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is despised. But he who honors those who fear the Lord, who revere and worship him, who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money for interest to one of his own people and who will not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. Wow, great passage. Number six, don't engage in mental or sexual lust, fornication, or adultery. First Thessalonians 4.3, 4.3, classic Amplified. For this is the will of God that you should be consecrated, separated, and set apart for pure and holy living, that you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice. What TV shows do you watch? Do you have the movie channels which typically glorify things that, well, God doesn't? What about movies? What do you think when you see an attractive and perhaps provocatively dressed woman walk by or muscular man catches your eye. Think about these things. Search your heart. Mm. Number seven, give your tithes and offerings because it unlocks, if we could say it, the windows of God's bank. That's it. Malachi 3.10. 3.10 says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Let me give this to you in the message Bible translation, Malachi 3.10. says, bring your full tithe to the temple treasury so that there will be ample provisions in my temple. Test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. And as Harold likes to say, I can have some wild dreams when it comes <laughs> to pouring out the blessings. That's so, it. <clears throat> You know, we tend to get into financial trouble and out of the will of God due to a CIA. You know what the CIA is? We're not talking about Central Intelligence Agency. 
We're talking about convenience, indulgence, and appearance. So be careful when you go Christmas shopping this year. Don't get, don't get crazy. You know, we get ourselves in debt for convenience. Oh, my life would be easier if I had that new chainsaw, the new dishwasher, the new car. Convenience can be an excuse for justifying debt to make your life easier. Indulgence gets people into debt because they feel they deserve that, you know, or even could even say this. Well, let me say this first. Indulgence of, I had a hard day. I need dinner out tonight. And, you know, they work me hard at the office. But it could also be, oh, I just, I just want to buy my kids something that they're going to think I'm wonderful. <laughs> I'm telling you, indulgence is an excuse to try to make yourself feel better by spending money you probably shouldn't be spending. True. And the debt trap of appearance is being more concerned about what others are thinking than what God's word says about what you need to be doing. Others are not going to be judging your life in heaven. Only God will. You need to think about what you're spending. James 4.3 tells us, Ye ask not and receive not because ye ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lust. The word lust here means desires for pleasures. It's from a Greek word, H2237, H2237, hedon, where we get hedonism. But this particular word is mentioned five times in the Greek concordance of the King James Version. 4.3 says, yet even contemporary English version says, Yet even when you do, do pray, your prayers are not answered because you pray for selfish reasons. Wow. Yep. You know, honey, there are dozens of verses yep. to point out how God wants us blessed financially. But we must never forget, or maybe say it more positively, we must always remember there you go. why he blesses us. We're blessed to be a blessing. God doesn't want us broken living in lack. But he wants us to monitor our priorities and seek first his righteousness. That's it. Matthew 6.33, 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's it. There's one final thing we feel that to say. Be prepared Woo. to receive money. Thank you, Jesus. From totally unexpected sources. That's why God told us to share with you. Amen. Today. You are going to have a tremendous Tuesday. Yes, you are. We're believing God for it. And if you're blessed by this ministry and our teaching, yep. just ask God what seed he'd have you sow today. Today is always a great day to sow a seed. It is. Hallelujah. Mm. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.